Amen, amen. Who loves Jesus this afternoon? Come on, he's amazing. Praise God. I'm really excited uh, to be able to release the word of the Lord to you uh, this afternoon. I believe that it's a timely message and uh, that the Lord is actually going to do a lot um, in this service. Who believes that? Who believes that God is alive, he's active, and he's moving? Amen. And so I'm not sure if you know, but over the last uh, a couple of weeks, this whole month, we're doing a collection of talks around faith. And uh, this is the month of faith. We're talking and unpacking what is faith? What does it mean to have faith? What does it mean to be a man and a woman of faith? And so uh, today I've got a message for you that's catered around the topic of faith. And I really hope that it edifies you, builds you, and you leave uh, with faith. Amen. Awesome. If you have your journals open, um, if you have, if you're taking notes, uh, the title of my message is Fearless Faith. And so go ahead and write that down. The title of this message is Fearless Faith. And if you have your Bibles, feel free to open up with me to Mark 4 and uh, let's unpack the beautiful gospel. Amen. Awesome. So Mark 4, uh, verse 35 to 41, I'm uh, reading out of the ESV. And uh, this is what it says. As evening came, Jesus said to his disciples, let's cross to the other side of the lake. So they took Jesus in the boat and they started out, leaving the crowds behind. But soon a fierce storm came up. High waves were breaking into the boat and it began to fill with water. Jesus was sleeping at the back of the boat with his head on a cushion. And the disciples woke him up shouting, teacher, don't you care that we're going to drown? When Jesus woke up, he rebuked the wind, and he said to the waves, Silence, be still. Suddenly the the wind stopped, and there was a great calm. Then he asked them, Why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? Then the disciples were absolutely terrified. Who is this man? They asked each one. Even the winds and waves obey him. Even the winds and waves obey him. Would you pray with me? Let's pray. Father, I thank you so much for this amazing word. And God, I thank you that today that we would receive something that would transform us, that would turn us into uh, an expression of you as you are the benchmark, Jesus. Father, I ask that you would open up every heart, every ear. Father, that as I minister your word, that Father, they would receive something. We would receive something that would empower us to be men and women of faith. And Lord, I also pray that as I speak, that you anoint my lips, and God, that you speak through me, and you pierce the heart of man. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. Amen. I don't know if uh, you've had a time in your life where everything was going really, really well, right? You felt good spiritually. You felt like you were in a good mood. You felt good emotionally. You knew the direction that you were going in. You knew where God was calling you. You felt good. Your relationships were working out. Everything's great. But then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, a storm comes into your situation. You know, everything was fine. You're doing well. But in a moment, A change of events happen, and now you're faced with a challenge. Can anyone relate to that? That everything seems like it's going well, but then a storm comes into play. You know, a couple years ago, Lily and I, uh, we came back from a trip in Australia, and uh, everything was great. We had an amazing time with friends and family and uh, ministering out there in Australia. And we came back, and we landed in Los Angeles uh, International Airport. Has anyone been to Los Angeles International Airport? That place is absolutely crazy. And so we land in, and we're like, great, we're on the last leg of our flight. Uh, We're going to jump on our flight to Philly. We'll be home, and we can relax, and everything's going good. Our flight's on time. And so as we came through customs, 
oh boy, customs. I handed in my passport, and uh, they looked at my passport, and they looked back at me and said, uh, excuse me, sir, uh, could you please step aside? At that moment, you know that something bad is about to happen. And so I'm like, okay, and I, I lock eyes with Lily, and I'm like, I don't know what this is about, and she's like, I, I think it's going to be okay. And so I waited for a minute, and in the distance, another immigration officer walks towards me. I'm like, oh no, this is about to go down. And so I looked at the officer, and he said, uh, Mr. Jack, Mr. John, that's my original name, don't ask me why, but my legal name is John, interesting. Anyway, and so he looks at me and goes, Mr. John, would you come with me, uh, we need to do, uh, we need to ask you a bunch of questions. And I said, okay, no worries, I'll follow you, and I said, Lily, come with me, and he turns around and goes, no, your wife can't come with you. At that moment, you know you're, <laughs> something's about to go down. So I looked at Lily, and I'm like, I'm so sorry. I, I guess go and get our baggage, and uh, we'll regroup at our gates. And she's like, okay, cool. And I said, I'll text you, and I'll keep you up to date with everything that's happening. And so I follow this officer, and he takes me into this back corner room. And I come in, and it's dead quiet. And there's a couple of people in there sitting on chairs, and there's these different desks. And they're calling up different people um, as they have their appointment. And so the officer says to me, Jack, could you please sit down? And so I sat down, and I pull out my phone to text Lily, and uh, I saw the most traumatic uh, thing in, in my life, which was that I had no reception. <laughs> I couldn't text her. The place was completely cut off. I couldn't text her. I couldn't update her. I couldn't let her know what was going on. And so I sat there, and minutes turned into you know, hours, and I'm waiting to be called up. And I'm like, man, I'm going to miss my flights. Finally, I get called up, and uh, the immigration officer looks at me and says, why do you want to come into America? And I said, well, because I live here. Like, I have a place here. I, I you know, I have a business here. Like, I'm, I, I'm, I'm coming back to my home. And he's like, okay, well, then why, uh, why, why are you coming? Like, what's here for you other than that? It looks like you came on like a, you upgraded to a marriage visa. And I'm like, yeah, I'm married to an amazing woman. She's, uh, you know, American citizen. I'm coming back. That's my family. And he, he started to probe me and ask me even deeper questions. He's like, okay, um, so uh, why did you marry your wife? Like, whoa, man, we're getting a bit deep here. Like, what's going on? And so I said to him, well, I, I married her because I, I love her. Like, I hope that's the right answer. And he goes, okay, yep, no, that's good. I'm glad you love her. I'm like, okay, well, can I go now? <laughs> and he's like, okay, yep, everything's cleared up. You can now leave. I'm like, oh, my goodness, that was a crazy event. And so I believe that this was exactly what the disciples were experiencing in Mark. Uh, we see them on a journey to a new destination. They're going with Jesus. And just to give you a little bit of context of this scripture, what we see is that they just saw 5,000 people get completely fed. They just saw an amazing miracle of Jesus. And so they're excited. They're pumped. Jesus is asked to go across the lake with them. Maybe he's going to do another miracle. Maybe he's going to mentor them, pour into them. And so they're they're really excited. They're pumped. And everything is going to plan. But then a storm comes. Just like that. A storm comes and completely transforms and changes everything. You know, I want to pause for a moment uh, in this message and just pull out the fact that those storms uh, for the disciple, that storm was a natural disaster. But for us, that could be an application to maybe a storm in your life. Maybe right now you're facing a storm in your marriage. Maybe right now you're facing a storm in your health, maybe in your finances. Maybe right now you're in a situation in your life where you're facing a challenge and you don't know what to do in the midst of the storm. And so today what I want to do is, uh, on this topic of faith, 
I would love to break down and go into details of what Jesus did in the midst of the storm. Amen? Come on, let's give some love to Jesus. Thank you, Father. It's going to be awesome. So in this point, I want to break down some questions for you. Sorry, my Siri's speaking to me. She thinks it's a good word that I'm preaching this afternoon. Bless you, Siri. So today I want to go after what do we do in the midst of a storm? What do we do in challenges when they arise in our life? And how can we be men and women of faith in the midst of the storm? You know, we could look at the world and see what they would do in the midst of the storm. You know, they put their faith in other things. You know, during this whole global pandemic thing that we're facing right now, which is a storm, we see the world putting their faith in politicians. They're saying, I'm putting my faith in Donald Trump. I'm putting my faith in Joe Biden. I'm putting my faith in what my government can provide for me. You know, the world puts their faith in so many different things in the midst of a storm. You know, you might even ask a Christian friend and say, hey, I'm going through a tough situation right now. What can I do in this midst of the storm? And they might say to you, hey, you can pray more. You, you, can, you can go and read your Bible more. Uh, you can go and fast and give you these amazing things. But today I want to unpack what would Jesus do in the midst of the storm. It's one thing to look at what others would do and what the world would do, but what would, Jesus, what would Jesus do? And so in this beautiful passage of scripture, we get just that. We get an example of what Jesus would do. And so this is what the scripture says. When Jesus woke up, he rebuked the wind and said to the waves, silence, be still. Suddenly the wind stopped and there was a great calm. Then he asked them, why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? Do you still have no faith? The three things that I believe that Jesus did in the midst of the storm is number one, he rested. We see that Jesus was at rest. He was sleeping. The storm did not face him. The second thing we see is Jesus had faith. He actually rebuked the disciples and said, you have no faith, meaning that he was a man full of faith. And the third thing that we see that Jesus did in the midst of the storm is that he spoke to the storm to be still. And so I want to unpack this with you today. So Jesus rested in the midst of the storm. I believe that some of us right now that are facing a storm in our life, I think that we need to step into a place of rest. We need to rest and know who he is. We need to rest and know that he is good. We need to rest and know that God is in charge. You know, rest isn't a, a function of, of reserving yourself. I believe rest is a stance of warfare. I don't believe that rest is something that the weak do. I believe rest is a standpoint that kings walk in. You know, if you have rest, you have perspective to be able to see and see exactly what's going on. But if you're in chaos and you're in anxiety and you're trying to work things out, you're now in a place that will actually deactivate you from being a man that can see what's happening and see clearly and have clarity. And so I believe that as the church, we need to be people that when we face storms, that we walk in rest, that we are in rest with Jesus, that we're in rest and confidence that we know that he he is God. You know, I believe that wisdom is a great application, but wisdom doesn't help you in the midst of a storm. I, I believe that what helps you is having the correct foundation. We see the amazing parable in scripture with a man that builds his house on sand and the man that builds his house on rock. You know, there's wisdom in the fact of building something and establishing something, but to keep it strong and steadfast in the midst of a storm, it's all about the foundation. So church, I want to ask you this question this afternoon. What is your foundation? 
What is your foundation? Are you building on Jesus? Are you building from a place of rest and knowing that he is the foundation of all that you do and all that your life obtains? And so we must build ourselves on rock, which is the foundation of Jesus. You know, some of us right now, you know, we are so consumed with the storm that we've forgotten who is in our boats. We are so consumed with the storm that we're facing that we've missed and, and we've forgotten who's in my boat. I want to ask you this question today as well, church, as we go through this amazing passage of Scripture, is who is in your boat? Who are you resting with? Who are you looking at? Are you looking at the storm or are you looking at Jesus? The second thing we see is Jesus had faith. Jesus had faith because he knew who he was and he knew who his God was. This is the definition of faith. Faith is to have complete trust and confidence in someone or something. Church, do you have trust and confidence in Jesus? Do you trust that he is the author and the finisher of your faith? Do you trust that in the midst of chaos that he will stand by his promises and he will deliver you? Do you have faith today that God is the one that is in charge? Do you believe that your situation's in charge or do you believe that God is in charge? And what my Bible tells me is that God is in charge. God is in control. That when we have him as the center of our life, he's the one that will lead us and he's the one that will guide us. Amen? Come on. So faith is to have complete trust and confidence in someone or something. And so let's have faith and have that confidence in God. Psalms 37.5 says, Commit your ways to the Lord. Trust in Him, and He will act. I, I love that. I believe that that's a promise from God, that if I have trust in Him, and I lean in Him, that He's going to be in action, that He's going to work on my behalf. You know, the Scripture also says, says that Jesus is your intercessor, and so that means that Jesus is interceding on your behalf. I love it. It's a promise from God. And so this afternoon, I believe that we need to commit and have faith in Christ Jesus. We need to believe that He's in our boat, that He is for us, that we can turn to Him, and He will deliver us from whatever we're going through. Amen? Amen, amen. The third thing we see here is Jesus spoke to the storm. You know, when Jesus uh, was in that moment, he, he, then the, he saw the wild winds and the waves and the coming up and filling up the boat. He looked at it and he spoke to it to be still. And he spoke to it and said, I release peace upon you. I release peace upon you. I believe that God has given us the authority to speak to our storm. I believe that God has given us the confidence and boldness in him to be able to stand up against our storm and say, I command you to be peace. I command you to be still. And so right now, I want to bring an application to you uh, in your walk with Jesus to stand up to your storm and have faith and believe and speak to it. Don't, don't be a victim, but be a victor. Step into your royal priesthood and speak to the storm and command it to be still because that's what faith is about. Faith is about having a confidence in knowing the nature and the likeness of your God. You know, faith comes from hearing the word. So if faith comes from hearing the word, what word are you hearing about your situation? What word are you hearing about your life?
Do you believe that God is amazing and all-powerful? Is that the word that you're filling yourself up with? Or are you filling yourself up with a word that says that God is not moving today? God is not there to defend me. God is not there uh, to co-labor with me. And so we must know where we're listening. We must know what we're listening to. Amen? And so I just want to, right now, let's make this a little bit personal. Uh, let's turn this into a, a little bit of a small group gathering, if you wish. And I want to speak to you and ask you that question right now, directly to every single one of you. You know, do you truly know who God is in your life? Do you truly believe that he is in charge of whatever you may face? And if so, if you do believe that, where are your ears listening? Where are they open to? Are you listening to anxiety, depression? Are you listening to things that are limiting? Or are you filling yourself up with a source that is in alignment with his nature? What friends are you hanging out with? What friends are in your boats? You know, if you, t- if you show me right now uh, five of your friends, I could show you your future. I could show you your future. And so who is in your boat? Who are you running with? Who are you listening to? Are they upbuilding you? Are they edifying you? Or are they pulling you down? Are they, are they limiting your potential? I know this is a pretty direct word, but who are you doing life with? Who are you walking with? That is vitally important. You know, and some people in this room this after, afternoon might need to go away and reevaluate who they hang out with. Then you might have to go away and pray and say, God, is that person in my life beneficial to me? Are they someone that edifies me and encourages me? Are they someone that has the same belief system as I do when it comes to our potential in Christ Jesus? This is vitally important. We must run with people that we can hear the word of the Lord, that we can get encouraged by so we can do what God's called us to. Amen? Amen. I believe that also, as we're just coming to a, a conclusion here, I, I believe that some of us in this room this afternoon, maybe you're asking this question, Jack, that sounds amazing, you know, be in rest. Jack, that sounds amazing, you know, come in with faith and confidence, you know. Jack, that sounds absolutely incredible, you know, for me to be in a place where, where I, can, I can be in the Lord and I could speak to my storm. You know, that sounds great, but right now in my life, I don't feel like God is in the boat with me. I don't feel like God is there defending me and is with me. And if that's you to this afternoon, I would love to pray for you. I would love to pray and invite Jesus to come back into your boat, that you would see his full potential, that you would see what he can do for you as an amazing God. And so would you stand with me right now as we're concluding, and I want to pray over you, and I want this to be a precious moment with you and Jesus where you can invite him back into your boat. So with every eye closed and right now and every head bowed, if that's you right now, no one's looking around, I want you by faith right now just to put your hand up in the air and say, Jack, I want Jesus in my boat. You know, it's tough right now. I'm struggling with the storms that are happening in my life, but, but I want Jesus in my boat. I want Jesus to be with me, and I want Jesus to be in control of what's taking place. And so if that's you right now, before I pray for you, I just want, to, I want you to raise your hand so I know who I'm praying with. Come on. Awesome. Awesome. I see you guys. This is your moment, church, to be able to invite Jesus back into your boat. I'll give you 20 more seconds. If that's you, go ahead and raise your hand right now so I can see you. I want to pray for you. Thank you, Lord. Yep, I see your hand. Awesome. Awesome. 10 more seconds, if that's you. This is your moment that you can get right with God. This is your moment where you can get your focus off the storm 
off the storm and you can now focus on Jesus. You can now have Jesus in your boat. And so right now, if that's you, raise your hand one more time and just show me wave so I know who I'm praying for. Awesome. There you go. I see you. I see you. Thank you, Lord. Father, I thank you. The God that you're with us. The Lord that you never left us. The Father from the foundations of the earth that you were with us. The God you walked with us. And Lord, that you're for us. And so, Father, I thank you for everyone that raised their hand today. All of the five people that said, I want Jesus in my boat. I want Jesus to be the one that's in control. I want Jesus to defend me. And so, Lord, right now, I just ask that you would come and rest upon those people. That, God, that you would come into their boat. And that, God, that you would speak to their storm. And, God, that you would tell the storm to be still. Father, this afternoon, we glorify you. Father, we thank you that you are the God of the impossible, that no storm, God, is too big for you. (laughs) No storm is too big for you. No situation is too big for you. I thank you, Jesus, that you are amazing. And that, God, this afternoon, that you're moving powerfully amongst your people. I thank you, Father. I thank you, Father. I bless every single one of you, everyone that's in this room. I bless you in Jesus' name. That no matter what you face, no matter what comes your way, that your God is bigger, that your God is in charge. And if you put your faith in Him and you rest in Him and you have confidence that He is good, that He will speak to your storm and He will command it to be still. He will command it to be still. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Jesus. As we're in this moment, I I feel the presence of the Lord right now. And and so I want to open this up and say, if that's you today, that you're like, hey, I want prayer. I really want detailed prayer. I want someone to pray for me and and speak into me. I I wouldn't want to miss this opportunity to open up the altar and say, come up. And we would love to pray for you. And so I want to open it up. That's your free choice. But as we continue to pray, I want to invite you to come forth, and we would love to individually minister to you. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Lord. Father, you're so good. And Father, I thank you that we can never comprehend your goodness. And and Lord, I thank you that that you're moving powerfully this afternoon, Lord. And I thank you right now that uh, depression and anxiety... And these things will be broken off people in this room. Lord, I thank you that you're raising up this church to be a radical church for you. The Lord, that we would be on fire for you. The God, that we would not compromise. The God, we would not look at what the world's doing and compare and, and, and desire those earthly things. And God, but we would be people that stand firm on faith. We would be people that stand firm in your word and say, God, all we desire and all we want is you. Lord, I pray that you would do that tonight, this afternoon, Lord, that you would do that in this place, that we would be people that would be set ablaze for you. We would be set on fire for you. I really feel in this moment, guys, that that God is working on some people's hearts, so just keep your eyes closed. I really believe that the Lord is moving powerfully right now in, in, in some individuals, and I'm seeing it on their face, and that's why I'm lingering here for a couple of minutes. But I feel like God is, is really lifting up this, uh, lifting off this heaviness and this burden. You know, some of us have been carrying so much weight. Some of us actually have come into church today feeling burnt out. 
And I really feel that in my spirit, that the people have come in and felt burnt out. They feel, feel like they're not filled with God. They feel distant from God. And they feel like they're just working to serve God, but they're, they're feeling like they're doing it out of emptiness. And I just feel this afternoon that God wants to fill you, that God wants to rejuvenate you, that He wants to refresh you. That's His nature. God, God doesn't have a nature to try and take from you. God's nature is to give you, give to you. He's given you everything. And so I just want you right now just to receive and be filled by the freshness of heaven, that He is with you, that He is in the boat with you, and that you are meant to be rested. And so God, as I, as I conclude, I, I just pray that your rest would come and fill every single person in this place. The Lord, that your rest would come and fill them from head to toe. The Lord, that they would no longer strive. They would, they would no longer have to try. God, they would no longer, you know, have to walk with a burden. And they would no ha- longer have to walk unfulfilled. But Lord, this afternoon, that you would fill the soul and the heart of many. That we would be filled with your fire and would be filled with your life. And so, Lord, I glorify you this afternoon. And I thank you for what you're doing in Jesus' name.